do not attempt to adjust your settings. We have commandeered this channel and are now streaming our pirate broadcast. This is the pirate stream. Welcome to Pirate Stream, the Pirate Stream, episode 19. With me, as always, is Courtney Turner, Scott Armstrong, Hello. here to discuss the mayhem of the world. What's going on today, guys? We expect some alarming emergency alerts and all kinds of mayhem. What's going on? We might turn into zombies. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see. We're, so this is, our, this is our official Pirate Stream uh, watch party yeah. for the emergency <laughs> alert system. Now, these I've, I've sacrificed my phone, so we're going to watch what happens live on the air. Uh, they've got their phones in a double sealed faraday bag over there so <laughs> so i've 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 will I've, I've volunteered to sacrifice my phone and my i own. wonder if we should have had one uh because mine is an iphone and yours is an android oh yeah i would have tested out yeah, yeah, yeah. See yep. if, uh, well any difference there <laughs> to be clear i do that anyway it has nothing to do with the fema test at all <laughs> but it's an interesting topic that we're going to start with today, you know, about, about what this is. Is there any reason to be concerned? Is, mm-hmm. Are we going to have graphene oxide activated in our bodies, which is what's coming from certain platforms? And, you know, all of it's, I think, possible. All of it's technologically possible, yes. right? I mean, there's a lot of different things to discuss, but is it just a bunch of hype to get us to ignore something else? And, you mm-hmm. know, there's all these different dynamics. I think we're going to possibly get into the Nobel Prize discussion again today yep. and some other things. But, uh, you know, before we get into the FEMA, the FEMA situation, you know, anything we want to get into before we get started about updates on Pirate Stream, I wanted to make sure I just made this point yesterday that we are going to be setting up something yeah. for people to donate for, for the, this platform. Yeah. And I made sure people know that right now, if you're interested in donating, do it to our respective platforms for the, the, the respective work. But we're soon going to set something up for you guys to donate to this organization because we, we're going to start making yeah. some moves. So there you go. Any, any yeah. thoughts you guys had on that? Any well, things you well, want Courtney, to what would be a good place for people to support yeah, you? you like, like donate and uh, anything yeah, like that? Yeah, so you can go to CourtneyTurner.com. I spell my name like Courtney, so C-O-U-R-T-E-N-A-Y T-U-R-N-E-R.com and uh, I have all just sorts of ways that you can support me there. You can just buy me a coffee also. I have that on my website, so yeah. There you awesome. go. Well, I've pivoted pretty much all to Substack. So I have rebunk.substack.com, five, $5 a month subscription, or you can be a founding member if you want. But uh, yeah, just, just pretty much that's that's the best way. I, I used to do uh, Subscribestar for like bonus mm-hmm. content. And I'm like, dude, I just scrap all that. And I'm just throwing it all on Substack. So like a $5 a month recurring donation helps a lot. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. I think what we'll, I'm going to try to do, since I already have one set up, is set up a you know mailbox for us as well, because I mm-hmm. swear that's the way people seem to be going. Yeah, and it's yeah. smarter. You know, nobody's cutting into it direct don't direct mailing to you know something like that. So I do have a PO box, and you can uh, message me through the website, and I'll give you the PO you box, go. and you can send checks, any kind of nice. anything really. Nice. There, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, the point is more coming your way. I know, and the you know we've said this many times, but the point is that there is a lot that goes into kind of building this and making sure we're taking the right steps, and you know, I mean time we're going to continue to do this show and continue to inform you and, and have the great conversations that we do yeah. so uh, on that note let's start with the interesting conversation of you know whatever the hell is supposed to happen today <laughs> yeah so, so i just did a show on my channel with uh, dr lee mayor we started a new show together uh, wow. she just had this great title called dangerous dames Whoa. <laughs> so i thought we couldn't let that go to waste yeah. so, so we started a show but the first episode we did was on this topic just because so many people were so concerned um and a lot of what we presented i mean uh, as always with a lot of substantiated evidence but it was really re- was speculation and then at the end of the day do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself and that yeah. includes your mental health so some people are just really anxious about all of it and if that's you then maybe just 
you know, don't watch this today. Watch it another yeah. day. <laughs> well, I'm going to argue that today is going to be something that might alleviate some of that concern. Totally. Just a very objective, rational Oh, I overview. just meant, like, if you're worried about the technology, then maybe just be Oh, yeah, just hype for technology. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just take it as an excuse to take, you know, digital detox. And, right. Uh, That's always good. Right. Oh, always good. Regardless of what they're doing, that can never right. hurt. Yeah. Right, right. And in case you didn't notice, by the way, we are at the T-Lab studios here today in a new a new setup, yeah. the way it's kind of set up. And so we'll probably jump it back and forth. But we also have this set up, by the way, that I'm not going to probably play with today, but we can bring up documents and bring up things on the screen. But it's a little bit uh, a learning curve. So we'll get yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. But let's start with this, which is, you know, just the general like what you find when you search for this October 4th today, FEMA and the. Federal Communications Commission will conduct a nationwide test of the emergency alert system, which you know, my it, just that point alone, I I find uncomfortable that they're able to send things directly to your phones and yeah. I, people just ignore that. They think that's just normal today, but I don't like that. I don't like the I like the, I want a closed off thing that they don't have access to. Absolutely. You know? Um. So one of the things that people were speculating is that it might be nothing more than they're just trying to determine that they have access to your phone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's. That's totally valid, except that we already know the NSA has access to our phones. Yeah, so exactly. They don't need to do a test to do that. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think the, it's the invasiveness of it all that, you know, I think it suggests that if they're able to send that, I'm not going to say that proves that there is an exchange, you know, that they could take information from your phone. But I uh-huh. why, I think that's very logical. And I think we prove it yeah. that they can in other circumstances. Well, I'm really curious to know. OK, so with the Amber Alert system, mm-hmm. right, they already yeah. so they already have a tradition oh, and yeah. a precedent for just being yeah, able to yeah. like on, on the basis of you know, oh, here's a problem, here's the solution type of thing situation. You know, I mean, you know, to some, give them some credit. I mean, it's probably a good thing overall, maybe to like help prevent child kidnapping or whatever. But I'm really curious, this current emergency alert system, I wonder how many Hillary Clinton child traffickers are VPs at this company. Seriously. Like the Amber <laughs> Alert system, right? right? Gaylor, that, yeah. Yeah. Laura Gaylor. Laura Gaylor, yeah. yeah. Well, Formerly Laura, uh, Laura Silvey. Silvey, yes, yeah. yes, yes. For those who don't know, that's the, the the Hillary Clinton story, which is easily, it's it's a valid story that was even covered on NBC, yep. where she was caught, uh, Laura Silsby was caught trafficking children across the border in Haiti. Hillary yep. Clinton stepped in, the State Department literally got her off the hook, yep. no charges, even though the Haiti government was saying this is child trafficking, yep. and she then later got a job as on the child... VP of marketing at the company that runs the Amber Alert. It's, what is it? it's like Safe Alert or something, something right? And she like changed that. her name yeah. to Laura Gaylor, and she's yeah. still yep. unbelievable. Yep. Anyway, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I, I was just going to say, this whole like alert system is not actually new. I mean, many of us remember, I don't know, I remember growing up watching television, you would get the whole, yeah. like, you know... This this is just, is a test. just a test. <laughs> yeah. And it goes like this really annoying high pitched right. sound with all of this, like, you know, chaos on the screen. So um, I actually pulled up one of the things that I did pull up and I just thought this was interesting was from Anthony Sutton. I can't figure out what year, but based on the way the screen looks, and mm-hmm. it looks like it probably was from the 60s. And he was talking about obviously the technology has rapidly advanced today now we have things like optogenetics which really were Mm. not being tested at that time but he just talked about like radio frequency Mm -hmm. um and being able to do remote brain interface using that and uh he uh so he he was talking about that with the kind of with you know the radio wave technology so uh this is yeah well Well, speak speak to optogenetics for those that and we've covered it on Mm -hmm. on the show but for those that don't know about it because i think that's where this gets interesting on a whole other level um things that we're not we can get into but we i didn't plan to get into about how it might be capable like uh, for to to activate that technology and use something through the tv to affect you is what good yeah yeah exactly um so i i just thought that was interesting though because that was like 
you know, probably the 60s, whatever it was, it was decades and decades ago with much simpler technology. Uh, I also thought it was interesting because it was through RCA. And uh, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with RCA was then taken over by Circo, which is a government mm. contracting company. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's like a whole rabbit hole, but they kind of control like everything. So, right. um, wow. but an RCA, most people know of RCA from like the music industry, but they were taking them. They do all sorts of other, they have, they're one, I think they have something like 84,000. I'm going to get the number wrong, but it's tens of thousands of employees mm. and, you know, most of the government contracts actually around the world. So interesting. Well, just for those, so this is something we've talked about in the overlap of like the Charles Lieber, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, kind of interesting biosurveillance kind of stuff, but, you know, outside influence. And so optogenetics specifically, and it's in the same realm, uh, but different, uh, I guess, vector vector mechanism as like magnogenetics. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so one's using magnets, one's using lights, one's using wire. This one is in regard to light. So it's biological technique used to control the activity of neurons or, you know, so brain activity with light. So you could logically and technologically say that this is possible today using something from a TV or your phone. So it's not that crazy. For people that might immediately be dismissing something like this. What's interesting, though, is that they, um, when you, uh, there's a video from a guy from MIT, and he talks about optogenetics, and he says they haven't been able to do it with humans because the thing that was missing was gene manipulation. Of course. Um, And they have not yet been able to master it with humans. There's lots of evidence to indicate that you actually don't need any gene manipulation. I think that that's a decoy to avert any intention or... Uh, it could be on the flip side to let us believe that now it's possible. I don't know what the reality is, but there's enough evidence to indicate you actually don't need that at all Interesting. Uh, in order for it to be effective. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely, the, the overall point is just that this is not something that we should be, you know, it, it's possible. It's that's, totally that's, that's possible. That doesn't mean that that's what they're doing right now, but right. the technology is absolutely there. They can do this. I, I think all of us are of the mindset. I just think that if they're going to do this, and I don't put it past them at all, I just don't think they're going to be like, hey, everyone, right. this is what we're doing today. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I mean, based on the logic of what people are saying this might be, they would be something they wouldn't want you to be prepared for. Right. So it doesn't really add up. But unless, again, there's some reason that we don't see an yeah. aspect of the narrative that we don't understand that, uh, that it's important, the revelation of the method, right, and, you know, whatever say. else, right? Yeah. So this is just the page from their website, FEMA and the FCC plan nationwide test. So it's, it is definitely happening. And so what I want to get into is some of the discussions. Oh, and here's where this comes from. So this, let me read this really quickly. The purpose of the test is to ensure that the systems continue to be effective, an effective means of warning the public about emergencies. So, I mean, you can understand the logic there going back to the TVs, like you were saying, that where, okay, there's a tornado or there's a problem. We want to immediately get you, even though that never seems to work properly. Ask Lahaina. And it doesn't ever really seem to help us, but. No, they just make situations worse. Yeah, right. I I think by cleanup, you know, because FEMA's. Cover up. Right, exactly. They had to cover up. Oh, yeah. yeah. It goes on to say, particularly those in the the national level in case and says, in case the October 4th test is postponed. This is due to widespread severe weather or significant events. It'll happen on the 11th. So that's relevant to what we're going to get into next. But so good. You have any thoughts? Well, I I thought that was really funny. because, like, okay, so we might not do it today. It might be the 11th. And then I started to wonder if there's like any kind of gematria involved Mm -hmm. just because they do like to play this. 411. Yeah. Right. So 11 is a big number for them. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't put much credence, to be quite honest, in Jumach, in, in most of those things. There's some stuff to it, in my opinion, but overall, that they might believe. They believe. Yeah, I don't right. necessarily believe, but I know they do. Right. They, they right. 
I mean, I, there's a reason they picked 9 11. I don't think it's just so random. I mean, the towers were 11. Like, yeah. yeah. It means a lot to them. So, well, here, here's Sam Hussaini just putting out his own thoughts thing. The phone emergencies, a few thoughts. ABC says, don't panic, only a test. So I guess you can panic when they tell you to. Kind of an interesting, you know, like, you know, it's, it's social engineering, it's an interesting thought. But he goes, being done by FEMA, which is the agency charged with continuity of government. Mm-hmm. He's right. I mean, so that's an interesting concept to consider that the last thing they care about when that's going on is our safety. It's about right. making sure at all costs that the government maintains whatever's happening or, or continues yes. past whatever's happening. Plans to outright suspend the Constitution of the United States, which is what the continuity of government, if that was initiated, mm-hmm. that's the whole shadow government overlap. These plans came to public view during the Iran-Contra affair, and I wrote about them here. Reminds me of a computer pioneer, Richard Stallman. Uh, let's see, where was it? I think it was, I thought it was thought, that thought was interesting. But the point I want to get into, oh, and then this was the uh, yes, the one you were talking about. But here, let's do this first, actually. Okay. This I want to talk about this really quickly and play this video. So this gets into the, the theories. And this seems to be kind of, the, this kind of seems to be the one that most of the crowd, the conspiratorial, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, no, you know, no. crowds might, are, are considering yeah. and some of it includes the idea of graphene oxide and some of it includes marburg and some mm-hmm. of it, there's all these different overlaps none of which as far as i can tell any of them can prove with any yeah. evidence at all but let's talk about whether it's logical whether it's possible and then you know where they may be getting this from so this is high impact flicks saying Infowars is saying that the emergency alert system is going to broadcast a specific high frequency signal with the intention of activating graphene oxide and other nanoparticles that have been inserted into billions of human beings throughout with the injections. Does anybody know where they're getting that from? If true, will gra- what will it look like? And will it, what will it turn people into zombies and so on and so on? So let, let's watch their video real quick. Fourth at 2.22 p.m. Eastern time. The emergency broadcast system will be activated across the entire United States under the leadership of FEMA, disguised as a test. However, this test will be used to send a specific high-frequency signal through devices like smartphones, radios, and TVs with the intention of activating graphene oxide and other nanoparticles that have been inserted into billions of human beings around the world through the obvious mediums. If the October 4th date does not occur for any reason, the backup plan will be to do it on October 11th at the same time. In the case that this is not able to be stopped, I ask you all to shut off your phones and all other relevant devices at 2 p.m. Eastern time for a period of two hours to be safe. So that's where he gets into the whole, you know, if it doesn't happen on the 4th, it'll be on the 11th. And it's like, so that doesn't even come from them. That's coming straight from FEMA saying we might do the other one. Mm -hmm. But so just right out of the gate, what do you think of that? What's the likelihood? Where do you stand on it? I think it's going to be a big nothing burger. I think, yeah, like a Y2K. Yeah. (laughs) But I honestly think that they, I, I do think that there's intent to stir up a lot of this anxiety, this fear. I do think there is an intention in possibly discrediting a lot of the conspiracy circle there you go. the truth that's a good that's people. a good point yep. uh, like oh my gosh they're all worried about absolutely asinine things that have no you know founding um and i think that there also possibly could be a decoy they could be up to something else yeah. totally you know mm-hmm. unrelated but this is a great time for everybody to be fixated on this and so they can or they can do something else and then blame it on this well, yeah. last time they did this wasn't it like 2020 2019 something yeah. like that I don't where remember. like where it was like trump it's it was supposed like, to be every three years well, well they, uh, I, they didn't they never did it 
that was the thing that was weird. That was like 2018 or 2019, but it never happened. But I remember like a lot of the talk. Maybe I'm just making this up in my head, but I remember they were like Trump, like all the lefties were like Trump's going to send out this emergency yeah. alert and stuff. Like and that, that. was about that, the, wasn't that it? Yeah. the well. The thing was, I think the overlap. And correct me if I'm wrong. The timing was that so he's being censored on social media, so he's going to try to use that to like right. send oh, messages maybe. directly to your phones. Maybe. Didn't really happen. But either way, it is an interesting overlap, you know. Maybe. And now, and now they're literally doing that. But they, you know, from the from the paradigm side of the conversation, yeah. you know, yeah. they can do it, and it's okay. But Trump can't, and you yep. know the whole thing. But they're not sending the things they would argue he was sending. But anything he would have sent, they probably would have had a problem with. Right. Right? Exactly. So same game. But, but that is interesting. But yeah, it is interesting. And also just the timing, because according to FEMA's own records, they're supposed to do it every three years, hmm. right? Yeah, no, I'm not sure. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah. So, I mean, my, I guess from my perspective, you know, I, I see this as pretty much exactly what you guys are saying, right? Yeah. That I don't, everything in my gut tells me that this, like the reason that they told you it's coming, it just feels like more of the same kind of Q hype left, yeah. you know, whatever the, the two party paradigm hype or, or complete dismissal. It's, it's usually, you know, it's usually somewhere in the middle, either right. not real or it's everything. And it's usually something in neither, middle, you know? Yeah. And so that's kind of where I stand. But I do, I think what's important today is we go over, you know, it, what is the likelihood that, First of all, that graphene oxide is something that's in these. Secondly, that it could be activated. Mm -hmm. And then if there's something else that might be in there, could that be activated, mm -hmm. right? And then, you know, the possibility of this being used that way. And, you know, in general, kind of going forward from there. Because I know that there are people that have spoken up, like I'll show you Dr. Ryan Cole, who yeah. is adamant about the fact that, you know, even going right back to the original, uh, um, uh, was it the fifth column, the original group that came out and was, you know, doing the uh, graphene oxide in the shots. Oh, it was the, the yeah, Spanish, the, Spanish uh, group, the, I forget. The, yeah, the Spanish uh... Columna. And we'll get into it. And he he has an explanation for why he said that we saw something that looked black. These things, they, they burned something with their laser they were using. And yeah. he, he's, he knows what he's talking about. So right. it's, it's an interesting overlap. So let, let's get into some of this. So here's Ryan Cole talking about this. And this is one of those videos that went around pretty, pretty broadly. Everyone yeah. in the large account shared this woman. And, you know, she's basically saying this, the same thing that, you know, this contains graphene oxide, parasites, RFID metals, and now all this different stuff. Mm -hmm. And so he, this is what he says. Now, I'm not saying I, I, I feel like that there is some, uh, we'll get into the, the uh, more documentation about graphene oxide, why it is real and why it's a very yeah. real thing for vaccination and so on. But I just don't know. I'm, I, I'm in the middle, I think. And I think that I, I don't think that there's, it's in the shots based on what I can prove, but I would not write dismiss it entirely. But here's what he says. Absolute nonsense. They do not contain graphene oxide. Pablo Compras in Spain fried the sucrose in the vials for 90 seconds using his laser doing Ramon uh, spectroscopy, mm -hmm. creating charcoal byproducts. He effing burnt the toast. One is supposed to laser for milliseconds. The world has been fooled by this horrible pseudoscience. This is cultish group think. Focus on the fact that vials contain toxic lipid nanoparticles and gene sequences for toxic proteins. So that's the first thing that I always think that's so important is, you know, whether or this is real or not, we're seemingly doing the same thing I keep talking about with Lahaina, where we're missing the forest for the trees. People are grasping for the bigger potential conspiracy in the real sense, which we should be asking, well, but we can prove right now that these things are killing people with nothing else mm -hmm. we need to mm -hmm. theorize about. Okay. And so he's got a good point. Those things are deadly right now. Why do we need to make it in something else? But mostly people would say, well, because the truth and they believe it and they should prove it. And so yeah. it's interesting, but I don't, I've brought, I've saved this back on, Mar and March, but I've forgotten to talk about this. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? Because the, he's a smart guy and yeah. he seems to know what he's talking about, but there's a lot of people that say he's wrong. And, you know, what yeah, you I think I, I, I agree with you. I think he's a smart guy. I like a lot of what he has to say. I very much disagree with him on that. Mm -hmm. um, not, not the, the fact that we shouldn't focus on what we can prove. I think the nanolipid 
particle, uh, the encasement, we, we know that that is very, very problematic. We know mm -hmm. that's dangerous. We have lots of evidence of all the adverse reactions that we don't need to even necessarily know, you know, what's mm -hmm. causing them. We know they are having those reactions. So I, I agree with that aspect of it. But the graphene oxide, there's so many variables. First of all, we have, you know, at least the three big companies, right? Mm -hmm. Even within those, we've already, of their own admission, we know that there are varying batches. So who knows if what ingredients were, we don't know the ingredients in any of them, right? They have no, Fair. We, we, right? But that's so, a hard thing to then assume because we don't know that that's in it. Too, I'm not saying you know? it's necessarily right. That doesn't prove that mm -hmm. it's in it. But I don't think that what, what where I disagree with him is his stance that he's so emphatically, you know, confident that it's not in it mm -hmm. because it is in, as we keep talking about, the flu injections. It's in so many of these other injections. We have evidence that they're spraying it from the sky. Mm -hmm. So for whether or not it's in this, you know, this specific one, if it's in every single one, I don't know that that's directly really all that relevant, but I don't think it should be dismissed. Right. And that, that's where I disagree with him, that he's so dismissive of it. It's really, it can also, what um, the sum of the technology is like a delayed kind of like a, you know, payload type activated um, graphene oxide, you know, there's a, there's graphene oxide, then there's graphene hydroxide. They're so, very different though. And they're yeah, very yeah. different, but one can be reduced to the other. Right. So there yeah. could be like a payload type of activation where it then gets reduced and then it, it has a, you know, deleterious effect. Mm -hmm. They're just, my, my point is, I mean, I could go on. For Wait, no, much I, nobody like here disagrees. All That's all possible. And yeah. real, right? right. Whether right. it's in the I'm shop. I'm just saying I could go question. for much longer on like all of the, the nuances and the science. But mm -hmm. the point I disagree with him on is that he's so sure that it's mm -hmm. not in it. Yeah, we don't, right. have, we don't have any certainty right. about any of this stuff. Yeah. There's, no, there's no like like definitive test. Like they don't release the ingredients. Like there's no way for us to know. I mean, they <laughs> the could. Yeah, exactly. The blank inserts. Like there's no way for us to, to be so certain on it. Right. right. I mean, well, I don't know. From his perspective, I agree with you. For, but from yeah. his perspective, it's as somebody who knows how this stuff works, who has done these experiments, who has gotten empty vials and tested yeah. them, you know, these people are saying that they know that's not true. I, I'm in the middle of going, well, you know, I, like we'll get into. There's plenty of evidence to show about overlap within COVID-19. We have the, the documents people claim prove that it was in the original shots. And we'll go over how that's not even technically accurate, but it is. And I think the expose did a great work point on this, that there is some residual overlap residue, mm -hmm. which you can prove. So therefore, it's almost provable that there is some minute amount. But does that make a difference in the larger? You know, so you get into this whole thing like that, right? We'll right. go over all that. But I think what's interesting is... It ends up being that we don't know. So therefore, a lot of people then say this is the truth as opposed yeah. to then going, we don't know. So we don't know. Right. Right. But then so my point is today, we've got people that are saying this is in there. It's going to be activated. So now we're on the next level of I the theory. I feel like he's kind of the opposite. Though. Exactly. He's like, we don't know. So therefore, it's not there. Exactly. Like, the uh, point. No. Yeah, that's right. not how that works. Exactly. Because well, you've got the, this is the kind of game that's played. It's all everyone's false certainty about what they right. believe, you know. And so my point in showing that is the interesting dynamic of somebody who is on the other side of it doing a, the same kind of thing with his own certainty from his own research, right? right. Here's some, this is uh, going off the same point. And this is going into the next part of an expose I was mentioning as he, Karen Kingston follows up on this point and says, well, our Pfizer's R and D documents state that lipid nanoparticles are formulated with gold and graphene molecules. That's mm -hmm. not actually accurate. In my opinion, the point is that it does. And this is what I agree with this. There's somebody else pointing this out. And this is what I've asked. A lot of people, and you can give me your thoughts, you know, experts in this field that will tell you what we're about to see here in this document with the graphene oxide aspect right here on Pfizer's document is a, a test, essentially. Mm -hmm. So it's saying it's an analysis step. And you can find this in a lot of previous documentation long before the COVID discussion, not a manufacturing step. Now, it doesn't, again, doesn't mean that they didn't let me lie about it. 
but the unknown does not prove that it's present, right? right? And the surface used for analysis. So the idea is ultimately that they're saying that there, this is where you get the conversation of the lipid nanoparticle overlap that people are saying it's in there. Right. But the reality is when you, and this, I'll give a shout out to the expose. I, quite frankly, I'm not, I don't really like the title because it seems like it's a lot more, but the work they do is always good. It's very right. clear in the, in the conversation. They go to the document and they make it clear. This right. is not that we can prove that it's in there with the 99%, but that it is provably in there with this document, as we're showing, and this is on the step, the freshly overlaid with graphene oxide, the gold mesh, and that's for the, the testing side of this. But the point is that the expose goes on to prove that with that process, you can prove that there is a residual. There's a, there's a residue that's left. Okay. So the question becomes, is that enough to make this an issue? And it's, I think the point is we can argue quite clearly that it is not this concept that they're in the lipid nanoparticles and it's crap, you know, that's not really what that's showing. So what are your thoughts on that part of it? I I think that I think there's a lot else that could actually be the crafting alongside, which is could be part of what's going on too. They want us to think that it's going to be the injected who will turn into zombies, but really way more people, not just the people who've been injected are going to be affected by graphene oxide because of the other vaccines that we we can prove have graphene oxide in them because we have evidence that there's been graphene oxide in the air. Well, that's an interesting point right there. And sorry, chime in if you want. Go ahead, go ahead. That's an interesting point right there that, you know, so graphene oxide has been used all over the place, yeah. right? For a long time. And so it's, it's not clothing, about- clothing, even cotton like, right, clothing. Right, yeah. and I'm not saying I agree or disagree with that. Yeah. Quite frankly, I haven't looked into enough to know what their logic is for clothing and so on. Right. But what I do know is that it's something- it's becoming this thing that it's like oh, graphene oxide. And it's like a deadly dangerous anywhere. And that's, I don't know if that's even accurate. I've been right. used in a lot of benign ways, or maybe I'm wrong about that. Right. But today, because it's become this discussion point about the injection mm -hmm. that it's been sprayed in the sky, then somehow becomes like a secondary point to the conversation of the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if that relates, you know what I mean? And then go ahead. Uh, I was just saying though, but it could be a great decoy because yeah, everybody's yeah. worried that, you know, it's only going to affect, I mean, that's the theory. And I, I get that. It could that, be that, on, on us everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, and right. the theory, I think, stems from this, like, you know, CDC document from preparing for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, uh, which they said was a joke, right? It was meant to be. They said it was yeah. a joke, but I mean, really. I, I, I don't do, know about do that Do you one. think the CDC has a sense no. of humor? No. I'm well, sorry. I'm not saying I think that. I'm just saying <laughs> like, that's what they did say. They said we were just, it was just a joke or a play on this. But they did argue that it was designed to you know, instill certain preparedness concepts, but they were using the zombie concept as a joke or whatever they said. Right. They have done that throughout time. I've seen like, I think what was the other group that just did that? It was like one of these other health groups and everyone got mad at them because it was really inappropriate. Like they do try to do that sometimes, but well, what do you yeah, think about it? I, do you... I, don't, I don't know. I, I think that what they're really doing is a bit of revelation of the method. Yeah, they're, right. they're showing you and they're not telling you exactly what they're really doing or what they're really preparing for. But there was then the counter zombie preparedness which was like the united states headquarters response something I, I forgot the name of the actual entity but they did a counter zombie apocalypse preparedness response wow. so yeah so i mean it's not like this was just brushed off as like yeah. oh some joke the, the government was very involved in doing all sorts of drills and preparedness. how do you take that like, because someone listening to that, like, I, are you under the mind that there's going to be a zombie apocalypse? Like, what do you think their agenda is? No, through? I don't think, well, I don't, I, Maybe. I, I, yeah. I don't, <laughs> we could be living through it right now. Yeah, right. I, I, have you been outside lately? There's a lot of, there's, there's a lot oh, yeah. of people. Yeah, go to LA or um, San Francisco. You'll see a lot yeah. of zombies <laughs> around. I mean, a lot of people are under mind control, so I don't know. <laughs> but no, I don't think there's going to be like the way you see in the movies, zombie right, apocalypse. Right. I don't think that's it. But I think what they are doing is, I think they've been all along for decades and arguably even longer 
they've been doing all of these kind of mind control experiments. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, what typically happens is they, they do these controlled experiments covertly, often under the guise of wartime research. And or sometimes just randomly, like they'll spray over a certain population just because, you know, we wanted to test. Right. And I think what that was for was to kind of prepare for what if one of these things goes totally awry? Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. I think it was kind right. of like, but in the line yeah. of an actual zombie, though. Is that what you're saying? I don't know that they mean like zombie. I think that they mean more of like, I, I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of zombie. Well, but I think I, it's more like what happens if they one of these mind control experiments goes really wrong. Mm-hmm. And now you've got a bunch of people who are not functioning. So why would they put that out, though? Yeah. Like, I get what you're saying, but well, I, I doesn't make, term... it feels like a joke to me. That's why I'm like, coming all like all said and done. It's kind of the idea. Why would they alarm us? Why would they warn us about the thing that's about to happen? Why would they give us the document that's like, here's I, how, you know what I, I'm saying? I just don't think they have sense of humor. So I, I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't really no, think I, that they're I, joking, but I think that they, I don't think they mean zombie in like the extreme sense of yeah. like the walking dead kind of thing. I don't think that's really what they're saying, but I do think it's like a, you know, they do all of these experiments and sometimes they go wrong and then mm-hmm. what happens? And so I guess my driven. point is, I just don't think I'm taking it as literal. I don't think they're necessarily only joking, but I also don't think it's like a real, and I think it's about social manipulation, kind of like what you're saying. Yeah, and that's yeah. all it really is. It's just about getting people in a weird mental state. Totally. Like uh, what's his name? Gavin. I'm blanking on his last name. Who I, I want to make some stuff for T-Lab. Uh, he made that great video of all like the whole COVID stuff. And he gets into the point um there's multiple phases and he uses like the CIA documents, but he talks about the last phase, which is called, I think it's the Alice in Wonderland effect mm-hmm. where they deliberately create things that are so unimaginable, uncomfortable, confusing, you know, like, like this, like yeah. where you're like zombies, CDC's warning about zombies. You know, right. it's like people just go like, I feel so weird and out, out of sorts right now. Like yeah. nothing makes sense anymore. And it puts you in this weird mental state. Well, and so maybe that's part of it. Destabilization, demoralization. Trained helplessness and all this yeah, you talk exactly. about, right? Yeah, where you just kind of like, well, I'll just do what they tell me to do. You know, that makes sense to me. It does. You have any thoughts? Mm, so here, here is the uh, the document, the, the, the uh, influenza point. Now, yeah. for the, this was the other thing too, is that I don't think I have evidence of this being used in an in injection today. I'm not saying it's not, but I, I, I'm quite frankly, I would argue it probably is. And we're not being told about it, but not to that point though. This is, I'm pretty sure it started in either 2018 or 2019. Oh, sure it did. Yeah. And we'll go through some of and we've talked about these. I got a bunch of links going back, you know, decades showing you the graphene use and so on. But just for those that are denying this point about the flu shot, I mean, this is September, 2021 science direct. And it's in, you know, during the COVID-19 point and all that. And it very clearly lists off two different variations of an influenza shot involving Graphene, graphene oxide specifically. Yeah. I just had it. I should have just left it there. There we go. So down at the bottom here, you've got influenza A, RNA, and this is a copper graphene nanocomposite, right? And there's and then there's the different variations up here with copper oxide content. But the point is you have a very clear graphene nanocomposite example. I thought there was a graphene oxide point. Oh, it's right here. Hold on. Oh, there's a whole bunch of it. Any case, the point is this that you can see that there is versions of this already being made. Yeah, see, there's a, it, you can it listed off throughout the whole document. There's a whole mm-hmm. bunch reduced graphene oxide, which is interesting. That probably overlaps with kind of what you were saying there. Yeah. So that point is simply to show people that all the links as always will be down in the down in the the, uh, the notes for you guys to check out that these things are in the works. Now, this is where it becomes super interesting to me in the sense of even though I'm the first person that's going to tell you I don't think Infowars has any information on what they, that video and mm-hmm. that the signal that that's all just kind of tapping into what the popular narrative is. In my opinion, I could be wrong. 
But this is getting into the data that does suggest that there is some technological possibility here, mm-hmm. right? So if we're talking about these ones they're discussing in 2021, so for all we know, these are already being made and used. And again, I, I should have just made some of these in the earlier parts. We can show you going back 2013 and before, you know, using graphene oxide for drug delivery. It's not a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. But so if we're talking about nanocomposites, which is what this was talking about, yeah. right? Here is a, here's an article from uh, 2014, electrically controlled drug delivery Mm -hmm. from graphene oxide nanocomposites. Mm -hmm. So what this is saying is essentially that you can have these nanocomposites and that electrically control the delivery of the drug from the graphene oxide composite. So logically, I'm just, you know, I'm just (laughs) logically for the, for the audience, logically, the point (laughs) is that should this be in your body, what they're saying is using optogenetics and other type of electronic, this is certainly possible. I just think for some people listening, they probably didn't expect that. Like this is a technologically possible thing. And I find that to be pretty crazy. And they're doing all sorts of, uh, now they've made it more uh, popularized and uh, accessible to the masses. Mm -hmm. And it's a, uh, uh, it's a much more benign, I I use that word kind of loosely, but uh, kind of form where it's just, you know, basically data, biometric data, but they have this clothing uh, that uses graphene oxide mm-hmm. in order to uh, re- give you biometric data, you know, like your heart rate right. and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the military have been analyzing this and testing this kind of technology for a long time. And I, this again, I don't have enough evidence to speak conclusively about it, but I would just say that what we tend to find out about military testing is the, w- what we know about it is usually a fraction of what, right they actually can do. <laughs> so if they can find all of these really fine-tuned things about your biometrics, then I'm guessing they can also do a lot of things that we don't know about. Absolutely. And things that what's, are remote. what's like the main use for graphene oxide? Like what, right. and, and according to them, like what is the main purpose of it? Like what is it, what is it, what is it for? Do you guys know? I mean, do you guys oh, know? I mean, there's a, there's, it's really multifaceted, yeah. but as far as I can tell, I mean, it's in regard to medicines. It's in regard to, I mean, the, the point is it's kind of like this adaptable substance. Now I'm not an expert to be very sure. clear about it, but I've only really gotten into this through the conversation of the injection, yeah. but it is something that's been used in a lot of like, you know, picture something like out of these sci-fi movies, like Venom or something like it's yeah. this nebulous substance that can be electric, electrically manipulated okay. to form different structures. They talk about the nanotubes and nano composites and nano, mm-hmm. you know, all these different things that you can use and then we're talking microscopic like mm. internal stuff yeah. that could then be used to like build structures that could be used exactly. for medical purposes in your body and that's terrifying like and they, they yeah, use the analogy the of kind of like yeah. forming you know like self-assembling yeah like, self-assembling yeah. that's the word essentially, yeah right which are kind of like self-assembling computers is what they yeah. right but you know how they and, always like and they can overlap with other tech too yes. like it could be involved with more like i don't want to say microchip but you yeah. know nanobots and stuff I'll, go ahead but you know how they and always the like they try- so that it could be remote <laughs> interfaced yeah okay right. yeah well you know how they always try to sell these things to us as like mm-hmm. oh it's safety and convenience oh, yeah. and all the all these things that and you like hear it's like it's like what was that one you were covering a while back where it's like they read your brain like they're, they implant thoughts in your brain it's like or something like that and it's like oh but it's for your for your health right it's for your it's yeah for your or health. the yeah the w like, the, the yeah. World economic forum thing and like yeah. the scar yeah it's always about it's always for your health your yeah. safety convenience comfort all that stuff so i was just curious what the what their version of yeah. well that's the interesting part is that yeah. it's not being they're not going it's in your shot and it's healthy for you yeah. like they're that's the, like that's not true yeah. it's yeah. not and we have all this evidence, and this is what first made me so interested in this topic. And I still point out from the very beginning, as much as it just, you know, just like they misrepresent our stance on virus, no right. virus, there's pe- whoever we're talking about. 
Uh-huh. Whitney and I did an interesting conversation about this where I still stand by what I said in the beginning that what it looked like to me, and I said this on that early video, was that there is, there's truth to this. Uh-huh. There seems like there, I showed it all then. I said, here's evidence going back a decade showing you they're building this to make vaccine technology. Yeah. And then it comes up and they're like, that's a conspiracy theory. It's like, well, no, it's not. It's real. And so my point was that the way that got presented, and it does seem to overlap with what Ryan Cole is just saying he thinks is why, but it felt like there was a lot of stuff that was too broad, unverified, 99% to the vial. It got picked up by the Stu Peters of the world that were pushing the kind of concepts like that, that it was all graphene oxide. And my point was, well, that's easily provably not true, I think, mm-hmm. based on what I could tell. And so that, what if it was 1.01%? Right. And that conversation buried the reality and people like Cole were so rejected because right. they're, you know, they're not in the field we are, you know, they're, they're coming into it I've seen there's a lot of these doctors like Dr. Eden, for example, who's mm-hmm. now on the path. It's like, this is like the devil, like you're evil, you know, and he's not wrong. Like, you know, yeah, he, yeah. I, yeah, I shouldn't say dead. he used the word evil. And he even said, I can't believe I'm saying that as a scientist. But, you know, the people get to the level where they realize the kind of stuff that we're seeing every day, you know. Yeah. And so I just think that maybe that's where he is. But I don't know. I, I think that the, the possibility of it all being a real thing. Mm-hmm. We should very least should not be dismissing that one, it might be in the injection Two, whether or not they could activate something like yeah. that from an airplane or an injection right. because of a TV signal. I just want people to really see that because that terrifies me. Yeah, I, I, it terrifies me, too. I don't think that's what's going on today. I don't either. I don't think that I, don't I, I think that's kind of just like a red herring, but I think it is very relevant. And I think that it could be activated. They're doing all of this testing to see how they can use graphene oxide, mm-hmm. you know, from a remote interface. So. I, I think it has a lot to do with wanting to connect the Internet of Things to the Internet of Bodies. And I think that's really yeah. a lot of their goals with graphene oxide. And I think that's why they're doing things like putting it in the air. They're now talking about putting it in the water. So Right. And all oh, for different reasons, too. That's about, sure. you know, sanitation uh, and, you know, whatever else. And it's well, like. Well, supposedly, yeah. Exactly. But I think yeah. <laughs> it's really about the Internet of Things to the Internet of Bodies because right. they're trying to get as many people as possible. Right. Well, here, I'll just show that really quickly because that's then a really important part of this you know, the internet of nano things. Like, yep. so people don't, mm. people forget that's not, wow. that's not the same as the internet of bodies, even no. the internet. So the internet of things is where we are now. The internet of bodies is where they're about to get into and they yeah. want to with implantables and all that. Just talked about this last night with the react program. Okay. And then this is the next step, which by the way, is kind of simultaneously coming into reality, right? right. The idea that you can have nanobots, nanotech internally that can then connect to some kind of network. And then they can monitor your body, and that's the React program. But here's what concerns me about the graphene oxide part of it is, well, if they're spraying it, if it's out there or in the injections or however, the point is that this is something that, you know, if, if it's nanotech could eventually be used, they argue, to keep you safe, to monitor for your health. And so when you've got the kind of cartoonish version of the narrative, mm-hmm. it becomes easy. Like, I guess my point is they could ri- realistically be making that narrative happen so they can get us talking about this technology and then end it on, yeah, they're so crazy and dumb, but right. here's why it's so amazing. And then you get some of the people that even were in the middle. Because you're getting exposed to such a, like, I, I'll be honest, I even fall into that trap sometimes where I'm so on guard against things that I know are cartoonish, fake, you know, red, blue roofs and Lahaina kind of stuff yeah. where I'm like, okay, I can sh- prove they're lying about that. So then I maybe inadvertently res- dismiss something I shouldn't. Right. I, I'm happily, I, not happily, but I'll admit that I do that. And I tried it, I tried it not to, <laughs> but I think that might be what we're getting into that they get us in a position where we're just kind of like, it's all fake, and then we accept kind of the positive versions of it. I don't know. Do you have mm-hmm. any thoughts on that? Mm. I think that, that that's kind of their MO. They do right. that a lot. Um, so well, this is I, I don't put too, that by mask the way. at all. But I, I don't think that it's something that should be dismissed, though. Yeah. As if they're 
it's not like something they're screaming about. It's something that's in all their research. Right. Well, that's almost the weirdest part is that the government, the people you'd expect, and they look and well, they don't scream about it until they want us to know about right. it until the military <laughs> tested it for 40 years. You know, it's how we were just joking about it. But that, yeah, that this is, the, you know, the scientists, the, the people that are, you know, becoming seemingly the rulers of the world, the scientism and the right. techn- technocrats are the ones that are like giggling behind the scenes going, I can't wait to make this happen, you know, like writing about it. And it, yeah. really, it's like I'm not even joking. And, you know, here, here is a quick before we go past that point, yeah. let's not forget that they even found what they said were stainless steel contaminants in Japan in these injections. So, and then people said that was because of the manufacturing process and they're being lazy, which does overlap with what Brooke Jackson exposed. They are being pretty fast and loose with it all, but sure. maybe not. I mean, here, you know, here's the BBC. Japan finds black particles in the Moderna vaccine, you know? Nice. So I, that's why this whole time I'm like, I think that there's something to this. I can't feel, I don't prove it. I can't prove it, but right. it's very interesting. And then for those that think this is, you know, something to be dismissed again, functionized, functionalized graphene oxide serves as novel vaccine and nano adjuvant for robust, you know, and this was, uh, where's the date again on this one? 2016. Yep. You know, the one I just showed you, this is from 2013 mm-hmm. and you know, they know this and it's nano carriers, drug delivery. That is the L- Robert Langer overlap, yeah. you know, the payload system, same one. Nano coronavirus recumbent vaccine taking graphene oxide as the carrier. This one is 2020. 2021, literally working on a patent for using it as a vaccine carrier in yeah. the time they're going, you're a crazy liar. And that's not well, true. That's it. They put all the, they put all the information out. They call you a crazy conspiracy theorist right. when you uncover it until they can figure out a way to mass roll it out in a way that takes your rights or hurts you. And then they say it's the solution. That's oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The solution. Yeah. And then here's the a good one. COVID vaccines based on graphene nano network and the internet of nano things like all coming together. That's January, yeah. 2022. And then uh, finally, just the one we're talking about that, which includes face masks, by the way, internet wow. of nano yeah. And this was the graphene. What That's is this? Internet was, of nano thing, face masks. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It was in the face mask. Right. That right. was the thing I kept saying. Yeah. And graphene I, oxide. in 2020, I kept telling every, like every okay. restaurant I went to, they would hand me those blue masks. and like, that has graphene uh, nanoparticles. Okay. No, thank you. And they look at me like I have 10 heads. But they cannot hear it, and mm-hmm. I bet some of them went back and did some research on it. So okay, I think I heard about that, but man, now this is just what ties it all in. Like this yeah. is the, the the mass cult. They're just right. being, they're just absorbing graphene in their freaking well, face. I dude. don't know if that's I like I I I I would I trust your logic yeah. and your research, but I haven't seen that where it is something that was proven to be on the face mask. Did you? Have, I'd love to see woven that woven into it. I wouldn't surprise woven. me. Yeah, wouldn't woven surprise woven me. into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have to go back. That was back in 2020. There's but so I'll see much. if I can. I know. I'm like, I really, I, I wish I was more organized with all my research. <laughs> and I like kept those things in files. Right. But unfortunately, especially at that time, I was just like going crazy, diving into everything because I was so frustrated. But, um, but I'll see what I can dig up. Yeah. And then last, I just want to show you that there was even an overlap with the PCR test. Mm-hmm. Right. Graphene accelerated PCR technology. A short review on the RT PCR yeah. graphene based materials and the COVID detection. It's very yeah. interesting. You know, it's. So all, all that being said, I didn't research that, but I remember hearing people say that I was yeah. terrified of the PCR test. Oh, um, I, I was like, I want nobody sticking anything no. on my nose. Okay. <laughs> well, I, they, I, I make this point all the time. They still literally, I think we know now uh-huh. logic. And even then the graphene point comes into play with the, the, what the, what the point about to make is that they never logically explained why they were jamming those things to all the way to the blood brain. Yeah, so nobody insane. wants to talk about that. It's oh. unbelievable to me. I kept making the joke that, you know, I prefer not to be nosed. Raped, yeah. uh, <laughs> like yeah. please do not rape my nose. Yeah, 
<laughs> or this, this is a safe space. But yeah, it's right next to Blood Rain Mary. And there are people, especially children, which just breaks my heart, who would start bleeding. Yeah. I, there was a kid that had, uh, what do they call There's a name, not encephalitis, but they had a, a you know, a leaking of the brain. Like there yeah. was liquid and it was super serious. You know, not that that was all that common, but it, it, because we now know that there was no logical reason. They're swabbing inside your mouth now, you know, or whatever. Right. It's like, there's no reason to do that. Oh, in China, they were swabbing your butt. <laughs> Is, was yes. that ever actually verified? I, I I do think that happened based on the media. Yeah. But did that actually happen? Do you guys know that? that because I know there's I so know. much I Chinese saw, stuff. I just saw the media flashes of it, but. Me too. Yeah, I, I can't. I just was it. like, probably. <laughs> probably. What else is going to happen? It's so crazy. But I just thought the other day, I was like, you know, I never actually verified that that I did happen. Either. And it's just one of those things that's like, you know, like the got the joke that then became the real part, right, which right. did happen. I made that yeah. point yesterday. I, I joked about the toe part of it. I can prove it before that ever became a thing. I'm like, well, it's actually COVID toe. And then like a week yeah. later, like, holy shit, there's COVID, COVID toes. That's toe. a real thing. What's COVID toe? <laughs> COVID there, toe. It was some where they had the purple toes or whatever. I think it had to do with like a, uh, a rest, a, a circulatory, but I don't think it was because of COVID nineteen. You know, right, but right. that's it. Just my point was they were, and I just made this point about the long COVID overlap, where they admit that they pulled in over two hundred symptoms to be long COVID. Oh, it's yeah, such a yeah. joke, yeah. but that they were pulling in anything. You know, oh my eye feels funny, it must be COVID. You know, anything <laughs> like my hair is must be COVID. You know, and so I made the joke at the time, like, oh my toe hurts, it must be COVID. It just popped into my head, right. and then like two weeks later or whatever it is, tell me in the chat, you guys remember? It was like, oh the purple toe thing, and I'm like. Are they making fun of me? Like, are they mocking me? Yeah, it's crazy. That's Absolutely wild. crazy. Yeah. Well, let's 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 do a final wrap on that one topic, and let's okay. go to the Nobel Prize thing. Okay. So, well, right now it's one oh five. So yeah, no, we it's got supposed 15 to be what? Fifteen, 15 minutes. minutes. Fifteen minutes. So we'll stay live until then. Either way, let's make yeah. sure we're oh, live. Totally, totally, totally. And, and and I just sent you another thing too to to your signal that, mm -hmm. that Shelby from Unjected sent me. And I was like, oh, it's a great resource. It's a great resource, but. You know, we could wrap this topic up, but it was a good yeah. little. Uh... Is it for this topic? No, no, it's more with the next topic. But okay, yeah. we'll look at it. We're, okay. We'll go there. But okay. so, in just the general part of this topic, you know, I think, I think, I feel like just in the quick time we did it, you know, we had a pretty good overview of the pot, the technical possibility. You know, the fact that there's a lot of hype, I think, that we can't prove, but still could be true, mm -hmm. you know, and then and then the, the ability of how they could realistically use these signals to do something that would affect your brain yeah. and all that. But, you right. know, I think we're all in agreement that it feels like mostly hype, right? So yeah. what, what, what else? Anything to add on the topic? I don't think so. I mean, let's yeah. just, we're, we're going to see big countdown here, boys and girls. I do think the lipid nanoparticles are a real oh, concern. Glad you said um, that. And I know that the whole Marburg thing, I, I don't think that that's valid. I think that that's just, I, I actually think Marburg is more of an electromagnetic triggered kind of uh, toxicity. Um, that's just, you know, my perspective on it, but I don't think that that's what's going to happen, but I, I do know that there is a lot of documentation, which is probably what sparked, you know, the, you know like in the PrEP Act, mm -hmm. uh, that whole mar countering Marburg virus, um, they had a whole document on that. So I think that that's what's sparking some of these concerns, but the nanolipid encasement is a real issue. We do know yeah, that. Absolutely. And the parasite issue, um, because it, it's a, like the hydrogel. Which mimics, which like overlaps a, with the same conversation, totally. right? Yeah, the DARPA exactly. stuff. Yeah, exactly, M mimicking a uh, like biological parasite. Or, yeah, it's gross. It's incredibly creepy. Well, I, I'm glad you said that. I actually forgot this point, and then we can, then we'll go. We'll okay. talk about the Nobel Prize, you know, DNA contamination, all that. Yeah. But this was uh, Kevin McKernan, and this overlaps with that same topic actually. So it's kind of a good segue. Is he? He's been. It, let's not forget that he, as far as I can tell, was the first person to truly break the story about the DNA contamination. It's kind of, you know, everyone's do, doing their independent research. It's great, but let's make sure we recognize that he was the first one to call this out. And he just points out they already knew 
2005. This document he links down here, it just simply shows you the role of plasmid constructs containing the SV40 DNA nuclear targeting sequence mm-hmm. in uh, uh, cat- uh, cationic lipid mediated DNA delivery. Cationic. You know, cationic, yeah. So, and he's yeah. basically just pointing out they already knew this mechanism existed. And to right. my point was this person goes, hey, explain it for the layman, right? So here's right. what he says. In the lipid, and I think this is so interesting overlapping with the possibility of what may be released, maybe mm-hmm. not graphene oxide, maybe right. something else, but he says in the lipid nanoparticle, it, it's in the lipid nanoparticle and part of the SV40 mammalian promoter. Carpet bombing the genome with mammalian promoters is an unnecessary risk. And this is even more interesting. He says Moderna doesn't have that, but it does have three times more mRNA. What I said yesterday in the show was that to me sounds like an experiment. Like, yeah. let's put both these options out right. and see which one has the effect. Well, we're that's what I was for. talking about before with all these different batches, not just within the different brands, but even within the diff- the within the brands, they have all these different batches, right. and they've admitted that, right? So. Mm. And then, you know, then that that speaks to the point about whether that might be exactly something that they might have tested and used and pulled back, and you know, all these different things. But yeah, I just find that really interesting. So even if let's just say let's box out the graphene point of in, point in general or marburg, right. whatever we're talking about, it's just as possible that there could be something that may indeed be released based on these things. If that has an effect to, you know, I guess my, my only thought on that was, and the idea of releasing something is that the idea would be that it would break down the lipid nanoparticle. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to do some kind of a signal that would break down the lipid nanoparticle, it would logically also break down other parts of your body. Yeah. It's a, we're talking about fat, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't to me, that doesn't really I make mean, sense. Honestly but. here, the reality of this is that if you, if you try to think about intention, because a lot of times if, if somebody's going to do something, there, there's a motive behind why mm-hmm. they're going to do it, right? And they have the technology, as we were talking about, even back to just like radio wave technology, they have this technology now with optogenetics, with all these different frequencies, where they can do all sorts of remote controls, whether it mm-hmm. be uh, behavior control, whether it be they can kill you, directed energy weapons, I mean, there's lots of things they can do. Uh, we, we know about the heart attacks they can cause, right? So why would they need to have a specific, like, injection to do any of those things? Yeah, good point. So it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense why they're, you know, why they would inject people. And then unless it was really just an experiment. That's, but they have all of thinking. these other, but they have all of these other modalities. So it doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense that they would even need this. But I mm-hmm. think there's something else um, at play. but. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I tend to think the experiment part really stands out to me more than anything. Like, mm-hmm. like the point we just showed there, the point about having, you know, what was it? The, the, I talked about the control aspect of it, you know, where you basically have this world experiment, but you've got the control. I can't remember what that point was. Was it Israel? In any case, there's all these different overlaps where you can see that this would be the way they would conduct a worldwide experiment, you know, mm-hmm. and putting these different aspects out and kind of deciding which one made more sense. We know that Pfizer specifically made their own people, their own special batch, which wasn't tested. Mm. Remember that? That was that yeah. was revealed by Australia. Yeah. All these really strange parts that really, to me, speaks to, you know, figuring it out. I mean, and maybe even from the level of like in the know, but still tells themselves it's for a greater good, you know, right, right. My, convinces themselves that this is for saving humanity or mm-hmm. stopping climate change, you know, whatever that. Mo- the mo- but I think we can prove that that's not even remotely what this is about, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's alarming stuff. It really is. It definitely. So I was talking about this yesterday on the show, and this is a really interesting discussion. And I think what this is, why this one is so important to me, and this is about the, the Drew Wiseman and uh, her name is listed there uh, off the top of my head. I can't remember. It'll be in the, one of these tweets that the two people won the Nobel Prize for 
the technology around it and they're framing it like the vaccine, but it's not even Dr. Malone chimes in and goes, I did that. What they I actually was say, you're not Dr. Malone. Yeah. yeah. Well, here, I'll start with that. This is Dr. Malone chimes in and says, uh, so Carico and Wiseman, Carico is the woman Wiseman's drew Wiseman. They, they get the Nobel not for inventing mRNA vaccines, which is what literally everyone in the corporate media is basically saying, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. because I did that, which there is some dispute to that, but I think we've proven that he did do that. Right. Mm-hmm. But some level of dispute, but for adding the pseudouridine, so that's the N1-methyl pseudouridine mo- modified RNA right. that allowed unlimited spike toxins to be manufactured in what could have been a safe and effective platform. See, that makes me nervous that he says that. Because mm-hmm. I keep seeing this push yeah. from it's like, well, we could do it right. And I'm like, eh, no, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> Not- Get out of here, Malone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that, it's an, it, it's an interesting point. Because, Scott, you, uh, you, met, you put up this great article on our Substack. What's the difference between mrna mod oh, rna okay, yeah. and this is that big point that it is very important and different and that's exact and that's actually what he goes on to say here mm. uh, oh no this wasn't the one basically just the point is that that is what oh it was i didn't include it it was dr minotti that uh, chimed in and said do you see what's happening they win the nobel prize for making it toxic yeah like that's exactly. it's so incredible to think about you know and nobody, well, let's not forget nobel wasn't he like the one who created the bomb and it's a lot of yeah. conversation there for yeah. sure <laughs> i mean the fact that they just become whether it always was or not ridiculously politicized from obama to other people yeah. it's just it's not anything legitimate in my eyes anymore no. or maybe it ever was right but so this brings us to the point about here here's drew wiseman who just won the prize for this in 2021 Discussing this and blatantly lying about every single part of it that we can now prove he's lying. They knew that this stuff, what he says is just mRNA, just like in your body. There's no difference. Mm-hmm. And he just wins. He wins a, uh, the Nobel Prize for the pseudouridine modified RNA. It's incredible. So let's listen to this and let me know if you want me to stop and chime in yeah. with some comments. So how can we be sure that this vaccine will not cause long term negative impact in humans? Like that's one of our big questions that we hear a lot. So, I mean, the, the first is to understand what the vaccine is. The, the mRNA in the vaccine is identical to the RNA in your cells. We can prove that he knew that wasn't true mm-hmm. at the yeah. time. Prove that. So the, the RNA in your cells isn't causing long-term adverse events. So the RNA in the vaccine won't either. The, the RNA is degraded probably within a week, it's completely gone. And, and, well, and we can prove that's also not yeah, true, right? Yeah, and this, and this that is, was that whole uh, uh, Van der Bosch, that was, you know, we made a huge that mistake. Too. Yeah, well, but I, there's peer-reviewed science. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I brought, there's, I think I brought up two of them. Or just, I, there's multiple mm-hmm. studies. Oh, I think I've got them right here. There's multiple under, I keep tagging them under Red Cross because the same point they keep making that it doesn't circulate the blood. But here it is, peer-reviewed, January 17, 2023. MRNA vaccine sequences circulate your blood up to 28 days, right? So, so he's he, he, maybe he didn't know it then, but I, I still I argue that they knew that because he said mRNA and not mod RNA. But let's just play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. What if he actually really believed that? Then what is the point? If it just dissipates, then well, why do you well, need the the, the argument is that it's supposed to deliver the inst- the, the lipid nanoparticle is supposed to deliver the instructions to your shoulder muscle, which we all know it doesn't stay in your shoulder. And they still right. weirdly push that in some cases. And that then once that is delivered, it d- d- rapidly degrades. 
It's supposed to all happen in a sort of shorter time frame. The point is that well, this. Go ahead. A, I, I think they were arguing it's supposed to disperse, not degrade. No, it is. It's because it, if it it, it, it it delivers the the logic was, which isn't true, yeah. that it's supposed to deliver it for one spike. You make one spike protein, maybe a couple. You know, whatever yeah, they were right, saying. Right. The point is that obviously we know it just continues to circulate, and I have that study here as well. The you know from the idea where it shows you the uh, promote sustained synthesis of the spike protein, mm-hmm. but. As I understand, the logic was that it delivers that and then it then it breaks down. Because if it disperses, you would argue that that might then cause other problems. And that's the opposite. But so you're, I think my you're right, understanding though. was that it's supposed to then it's supposed to disperse so that it can signal like a, like a real mRNA, like messenger RNA is supposed to give the signal for the RNA to replicate. And so that, it, that, no, I, so I know this is mod RNA, but I'm just saying that uh, that. Otherwise, how is it going to give this message for the spike protein? That's the replicate? point. It's, it's supposed to, it delivers to your cell and then it trains the cell to make the spike protein. That doesn't actually make any sense. Well, that's, that's, the, that's what they're doing and that's what the logic of it is in general. But my point, we all know that the way it's what they've stated is not the way it's working right. out. But the idea is that that's why it was supposed to not, that's why they got all upset when people were saying it's making more spike protein and we can keep finding the like, fake news because it only makes the one or it stops. The I mean, point- the only thing that could do that with it, like a cell to cell would be like a prion, which well, of course was why they were saying that would be, you know, they were concerned about it. But I'm just saying the science, the way they're explaining it doesn't mm. actually make sense to me. Well, I this is the, this is the gene therapy overlap. Right. Because what they're literally doing is training your body via gene manipulation to make something that it's not normally making. And that's where that's where we get into all these weird overlaps. And it's very, you know, that's gene therapy. Right. Except that I just I question the logic behind it, because I think that what they're explaining doesn't actually from my understanding, Mm -hmm. what's scientifically possible from what we can prove about genetics mm-hmm. that actually doesn't seem possible we, sure. it, it's not provable at least as far you're as not going to get any pushback from me on calling them out in their lives <laughs> no, who knows I mean, i'm not an expert you know on this I mean, topic it sounds like a great narrative but it doesn't, yeah. i mean if you look dig into it, it doesn't actually make sense i mean right now we don't even have evidence that they can do actual gene manipulation we we know they can do gene deletion mm-hmm. um but gene the, silencing right yeah. but I, well, there's really no evidence to indicate that they can actually insert genes or move them around or you know, change the pairs. I, I haven't seen anything. And if somebody wants to prove me wrong, I'm, no, I'm no, that's, in, I, that's but. fascinating. So you're essentially questioning not whether or not they just lied or, but the entire concept of the yeah, possibility of how it worked. That's yeah. interesting. You know, I mean, sure, it's probably, I mean, there's things like this we've seen lied about. I'm trying to think of an overlap. There's one that feels like right at the tip of my mind. You know, where they basically, oh, I mean, you could argue with like space travel and so on. Like the conversation is one of the possibilities that they lied about it because they're in a race. They like fake oh, right, what they're right. doing to get there, but they really Russia, so, and so we this have to is get about to the going. Moon. Well, I, what I just talked about yesterday was the idea that the, the DARPA and ARPA H and the government, you know, twenty years ago, two thousand two, they put out the well, it, it's all of them, but it was specifically this group and that overlaps of World Economic Forum, the converging document where they talk about converging technologies mm-hmm. and they predict in twenty years they're going to alter biology with nanotechnology. Oh yeah, Remember the that? biodigital convergence. Yeah. Oh, oh, there it is. There it is. It's starting, guys. There it is. The world's going to end. Hold on. I'll read it for you guys, those of you that are... uh, This is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. The purpose is to maintain and improve alert and warning capabilities at the federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial levels. And to evaluate the nation's public alert and warning capabilities. No action is required uh, by the public. Okay. And then then there's one in Spanish. (laughs) 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 brains and we all then something happens and we feel stupid right (laughs) there you go that was it folks hey that was exciting they were early two minutes so here's the thing by the way early here's the thing caught us all off guard it happened 
right? So you can't argue that it might be the 11th now, which I'm sure people will try to do if nothing happens, be like, well, it's going to be 11th. So the argument was if it, they don't do it because of weather, that it'll mm-hmm. be the 11th, right. but it did happen. Yeah. So if something was going to happen via some signal, that would have been it right there. So let us know Wi-Fi what you think. on your computer? Yeah. And it didn't come through the computer. I don't, it wasn't supposed to. Well, the TV, oh, your TV saying, didn't go to the TV. It yeah. said TVs too. Well, this, so. But this is not, can, uh, well, maybe, maybe it has to be cable. It's I don't know. Sick. I don't I know. They, they failed. You failed government. Devices. You failed government. Yeah, right. Or Terrible. we were lied to and it was something different, yeah. you know? Oh. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, so we'll yeah. see what happens. Okay. But that was a big, big nothing burger as you perceive. Pres- <laughs> well, we should maybe find out what we'll happens. See. Let's the world burning down outside. Let us know in the chat if like anything just happened on your Yeah, seriously though, let us know. As much as we're joking, I mean, yeah. you know, who knows? We're not going to dismiss anything. Yeah. But w- what I was mentioning right there, which, which by the way, I, for, I have this article, like we covered yeah. it. Government docs from 20, 2002 revealed 20-year plan to alter evolution. My point was that they may just be trying to convince us that they've accomplished what they are, want to accomplish to get yes. the funding and get the push. Yes. They mention this kind yeah. of conversation. Elon Musk does it all the time. <laughs> all the time. Well, I would argue that, I mean, and this is a bit of a tangent, but I would argue kind of the whole field of virology is kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't want to go into that's a whole rabbit hole, but with the, you know, just the way they describe viruses, we don't, they've never actually proven it according to their own model. I agree. So, we talk about coach postulates and isolation, yeah. the whole yeah. damn thing. I mean, it's a, that's why I get frustrated when you get the pushback from people acting like we're being dishonest about. I mean, I've been screaming that from the beginning, yeah. Andrew Kaufman, and many times. And, you know, so the point for me is that it seems, you know, like we, there's a manipulation going on. And, I, and I, I tend to, and that's what some of the people don't like is that I end up thinking that I, they are missing something too. Yeah. That's a not allowable opinion, apparently. Yeah. But, <laughs> but sorry, that's how I feel. That makes me a shill, apparently, for thinking differently. But yeah, but I think it's an important point to all this. Yeah. Even getting into like the vaccine idea, the graphene oxide, you know, this a core concept is about fighting some thing well, we can't see. You know? I, yeah. And I think a, another really important, important, like adjacent point to this is that science, oftentimes we have models, right? Mm-hmm. Models are, unfortunately, this day and age, if a model has been used for a long period of time, we take it as fact. Right. It's not a fact. It's a model. And the whole point of the scientific method should be that if new evidence or new data points present themselves, we should be able to question the model. Absolutely. The model is not a fact. And what happens with things like, you know, genetics, uh, virology, these are all predicated on, you know, premises that are not substantiated they're theoretical models mm-hmm. and we then you build on top of that and if that model is incorrect in any capacity the rest there it's a shaky foundation mm-hmm. the rest of it kind of falls falls apart yeah totally yeah i mean I, I think what's what's interesting to me that stands out and this is what i keep throwing out to people but i don't seem to get a and i'm genuinely well i even tried to set up a, a kind of a side meeting with one of these people to be like let's talk this out like i really yeah. and then they canceled of course but who knows why <laughs> but but i i really do genuinely want to like my my conversation is okay and let's just talk about it since we're, we're you know yeah. that'll happen anyway but so the idea that that doesn't exist i'm completely it, it, i'm I am constantly, even daily, seemingly like, okay, that's, I consider that in my, my thought process. Right. But if we know, for instance, and you guys tell me, I know there's differences on the, their opinions as well, that bacteria does exist within the concept of yeah. terrain theory, that that alone could simply mean that we are either being lied to about where the protein comes from, since right. protein comes from anything that was alive or was ever alive, right? Mm-hmm. So therefore bacteria has protein. So yeah. this could be weaponized protein spike protein from bacteria. Okay. And we're just being lied to about it. So people okay. that think viruses don't real dismiss the whole reality of it or, you know, right. my, or all the any ways you could yeah. play that. Weaponized, so, weaponized microzyma, right? Seriously. Yeah, or, or what about virus sized transistors, which we right. at least are told are real. So all these things being 
possible differences than what it might be a viral component, why wouldn't we be able to consider that? Even through what they're saying is what's happening. Right. You see, but I, I think it's dismissed, though. Totally. I think it's a little bizarre that because some of the terrain uh, theorists have now uh, projected this onto bacteria. But bacteria is different. We actually can see bacteria. Mm-hmm. It's a much, much bigger uh, particles. We we mm-hmm. can see bacteria. Uh, what are the what are the expert level people like? You know, what is like the Cowans and the Kaufmans? What mm-hmm. do they say about that? I'm pretty sure they say that does exist in terrain theory. Right? Yeah, I thought well, so. Well, some 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 of the experts, quote unquote experts, right? Uh, right but right. They, yeah, so some they of do them, know what they're talking about. I yeah, mean, I, some <laughs> of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I, yeah. I mean, I, I like all of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not to you know, I'm not trying to be derogatory to any of them, but uh, it's more just to the term expert. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know? right. Um, but I think that they most of them do acknowledge the bacteria exist uh some of them seem to debunk it altogether mm-hmm. the the more nuanced discussion seems to be that it's not necessarily harmful mm-hmm. and they're like we have bacteria in our body i mean uh, in our gut for instance there's mm-hmm. lots of bacteria that's beneficial yeah um, so the argument, what? it could be weaponized though it could and that's dual use, use dual use right but exactly the, so but i think where they take it that's a little bit far from me is this argument that you therefore you don't need things like antibiotics right right and for me i do I think that in a world where you can maintain a really, you know, optimal terrain, then, you know, ideally we should be able to fight things off mm-hmm. and we should be able to maintain homeostasis and find balance, whether that be, you know, if there are uh, bad back or bacteria that could be harmful that are overgrowing, that we should be able to combat that and find balance again. But if you're dealing with something that's acute and you have a, you know, very high toxic burden and it's beyond your you know, current threshold mm-hmm. antibiotics and save your life. I mean, I've just, I've right. experienced yeah, that. I agree. So I, to, to, to dismiss them be like, nobody should use them. I think it's gotta be like a risk, uh, you know, benefit analysis. And I think that that has to be personal and there's bioindividuality. Mm-hmm. So I'm not denying the fact that, you know, I, ideally we can maintain a terrain where we don't need to take external, you know, pharmaceutical, but I just think sometimes this idea that they're never needed, it just gets, I think it takes it a little mm-hmm. bit far and mm-hmm. it can be dangerous. Yeah. Well, what about like the idea of like a chemical, right? Exactly. Like toxicity, something... toxicity. Right. That's like one, that's yeah. within the terrain argument. It's like toxicity yeah, is one of the main. Virus means Yeah, yeah exactly. And right. so it's like, you know, when we get sick, we get, you know, any sort of ailment, like that's caused by, you know, toxicity, malnutrition, mm-hmm. stress, or EMF radiation. Like totally. that's the, that's the paradigm of like, yeah. like the terrain well, model. What I know? mean though, is that like, let's say you take a chemical yeah. that is weaponized or just used because it's dangerous yes. in some way that can be used in an injection, in a bond, you know, whatever. And then they just say virus. Oh, exactly. Right? I think exactly. they do that all the exactly. time. Well, here's that's- my logic. So then you get people that might go, that's virus. You're lying. So we don't talk your, that's a whole fake story right. when, but yeah, but people are being hurt by it. And this is the whole point that David Martin made in his discussion. He's like, I'm not trying to litigate all this. Exactly, we yeah. can see that I people like that. are being hurt. Right. right. And he go, and I even like what he said in an interview. And I like, it, we actually he, you know, had a great little, we talked about his interview with Alex Zach. Okay. And, and he gets into, he made a great point that I love where he basically said in a much more elegant way, the thing that I always say, arguing from within their narrative. His point yeah. is, it doesn't matter in the case that I'm making, whether it's true, you could, in the case that you can show they, they wrote this down, the patent for whatever it is. Yeah. Then you can see that they said they use that in this thing and they're lying about both of those. Yeah. That reaches the average person. Yeah. So there's a valid, there's a reason to do that, to inform them that you're being this misled about all of this and not whether or not that's even something as a basis of reality to start the conversation. It's a lie. We're talking about them lying to begin with, right. you know, but also my point that 
he's saying that people are being hurt, mm-hmm. right? So you can see that. And it's, and he just he said on the interview with Alex Zach, he doesn't think that virus has ever been proven. He doesn't yeah. think that that's what's happening yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Just simply that we do see that there's something happening. And it, he disputes whether it's being transmitted, right? right? But why? So when we talk about it in the context of the glo- the government narrative, it just gets all this information gets dismissed by some of those people. And I think that's yeah. the bigger problem in there is that there are clearly anomalies, chemicals, virus, tri- size, transistors, bacteria. I think that's a very valid stand. Yeah. And I would love to have that conversation. I can't get him to return my emails anymore. Who? I think people keep asking, like, you know, get Cowan on, get them. I'm like, uh, I've, I've reached Cowan, out. Cowan, Cowan, I can get you Cowan. I've, I, yeah, I'm a buddy. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. reached out many times. So okay. Maybe they're busy. But my point I'll is, I, had coffee you get Lenka? I would really like to talk to yeah. Lenka. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that was somebody just brought well, up the other Lenka, day. Bailey, for example. Personal for me. Bailey's hard to get. The Bailey's yeah. hard. Yeah, to get. Bailey yeah. is hard to get. But Lenka is so personal for me because mm-hmm. his whole Supreme Court case was on. I'm going to cry, but it's on German measles. Mm-hmm. So it's my entire birth story. Interesting. And you know that's why I had so much resistance and cognitive dissonance to even look and explore right. this entire paradigm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would really just love to talk to him because yeah. I mean, you know, and not not just be selfish, but I think it would be helpful for other people because if I can yeah. examine it, right. then you know I think there's a lot of possibility for other people. Um, but well, what you're and, saying? Oh, okay, oh, okay, go ahead. Well, well just on your story, just that that's what's so frustrating to me is that you know you're coming from an honest place. Yeah. I know you're coming from an honest place. <laughs> To the point to where you're you're questioning the foundational story of of that of your of your My existence, yeah. And yet, you because you come out and go like you know being objective, like could this be something? You get people that will attack you because yep. you're you know you're a shell now because you you know if I see it, why can't you see it? Well, that's not a very logical thing to ask. No, just, maybe whether we're smart or not, I could still be missing something. You maybe you see something I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, but I just this seems like that's what I wonder why some of these larger entities in this field seem to kind of lean in with some of those people because it seems like a very an easy way to dismiss people from what I keep saying is a valid conversation. Yeah. You know, and like, and but it, people are going to like maybe the Ryan, the different people like that, the people in the virology field that are very intelligent that just need to be to see not an emotional argument from people online, but like a val, you know, and maybe they won't. I don't know. The point is maybe they're also just very myopically seeped in their exactly, paradigm, right? exactly. It doesn't have to be that they're inherently dishonest, no, right? They no. just, and I think that's a problem is that we, you know, the objectivity part of it is so very important. But yeah. Yeah. anyway, I was just going to add to what you were talking about, like with uh, bacteria and the chemicals mm-hmm. and the toxins, right? So, we know they weaponize. I mean, bioweaponeering is a thing, and mm-hmm. that's a, a, that's a whole branch of study, particularly within our military industrial complex. So I don't, I don't know why we should why we shouldn't question that and what they're Absolutely. doing with all of that. That's, that we know exists mm-hmm. exactly. Whether it be with bacteria, now there's talk of using like old uh, uh, beer facilities to breed things like Ebola, and of course, I, I don't think they're talking about any naturally occurring. I think they're talking about weaponizing bacteria. And I think, uh, sorry, one more thing I want to add to this is that this is just interesting in the context of COVID too. I know we talked a little bit about like Corona threat, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's also just really interesting if people remember, I might've mentioned this before, but just the, their initial narrative. If you do subscribe to the paradigm uh, and the narrative surrounding virology, uh, viruses don't last on surfaces. Mm-hmm. And they kept telling us and, mm-hmm. you know, those yeah. first Wipe two your groceries weeks, down. Yeah, yeah, it was so bizarre. I was like, we're talking about a virus or is this a bacterial infection? Like I was yep. confused. Wild. Oh, it's just, and that, but see that leads that adds some credence to the whole point that maybe maybe they are knowingly keeping the virology lie going. I think they are. You know what I mean? And, and, but, and then in the same way, using it against everybody. everybody. So even the people on the no virus side will dismiss the point 
because you know you it's the, 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 i guess the overall point there is just stand back and ask whether that might be the whole manipulation yeah. that they're using and knowingly using things like bacteria to hurt people and then framing it in a way they know will be dismissed yeah. that's an interesting yeah. thought you know i, yeah. I question there, everything yeah i think there's a validity yeah. to that yeah well we we are over you know our hour in general we were going over the dna contamination um yeah. well, I, I, that thing ahead. i say is just a good resource i wanted to shout out for people well, no, i wasn't going to end go ahead oh, okay go ahead. no never mind then well, but I, we can get into it. I think the uh, what I was going to do is yeah, just kind of else. wrap up the last what okay. this, this yeah, scientific yeah, cool, America cool, cool. thing. Yep, no, yeah, yeah. So let's let's the the video we can you can I'll include. You guys can watch it. Basically, his overall point is the main part you heard the lie about the mRNA, and then goes on to say that it's completely harmless because of all these different things we know aren't true. Right. I mean, it, it's just provable today, which is crazy, and that the only thing is anaphylaxis. Not myocarditis, even though we could prove it in 2021, yeah. and now prove that they knew that it was there and were hiding it. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy what we can see today. But I also want to include uh, Dr. Andrew Bostom points out something really important, which is going even further back to 2018. You have Dr. Drew Weissman and you can here he is writing up. This is the. The article is mRNA vaccines, a new era in vaccinology, 2018, Drew Weissman right there. It's uh, under a category here. There it is. So here's what he says. The requirement for safety in modern prophylactic vaccines. Oh, it starts right here, actually. Where was it? Uh, right here. Potential safety concerns that are likely to be evaluated in future preclinical and clinical studies, this is 2018, mind you, include local and systemic inflammation, the biodistribution and persistence of expressed immunity. I mean, it's literally what he just said isn't even possible, right? right. Stimulation of autoreactive antibodies and potential toxic effects of any non-native nucleotides and delivery system components. That's the mRNA, lipid nanoparticle, mod RNA rather. A possible concern could be that some mRNA-based vaccine platforms induce potent type 1 interferon responses. Well, that's quite literally what Dr. Peter McCullough and others in this and Stephanie Seneff found, right? The yeah. right, or suppression of type 1 interferon responses results in impaired innate immunity. I mean, what the fuck? And they, they dismissed this. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me. I mean, yeah. it's just so right in front of us. Oops. Okay, God, I didn't close that. Uh, and it goes on to say, which have been associated not only with inflammation, but also po- potentially autoimmunity, all of which we're seeing. Yeah. Thus, identification of individuals at an increased risk of autoimmune reactions before vaccination may be able to take precautions. You know what they did? They said, you first. Yeah, right. uh, autoimmune, pregnant, kids, all the people they didn't test. And it's right here where he's going, those people should, maybe we should evaluate differently. Didn't so, care. So then does this go on to say, and so because of all these concerns, then we invented the pseudouridine thing and now it's all good. Is that? Well, no, I mean, not, uh, not that I can tell. No, I mean, that, is that where we get into on the, uh, no. that's the science article, right? The, you said, oh, well, yeah. Kind well, of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that kind of summarizes the pseudouridine aspect of this. Right. But I was just curious if he was like describing the possible potential concerns, the current concerns, and then, and then, then the Nobel Prize, right, for their introduction of of pseudouridine, mm-hmm. which according to the Science Direct but, says says that uh, you know, that now we made it safe. Now we made it safe, so you don't have to worry right. about all this inflammation stuff. No, from what I can tell, it's not listed in here. But okay. what I think was interesting is they're not really being forward about that. Yeah, right. Like he just said, there they're talking about mRNA. They're not really talking about it. So I don't think. But yeah, but I have to go forward from here and find it. Oh, let me go back to this. Well, while you're looking for it, I would say that all those uh, target. Uh, individual that they mentioned that seems to be right in line with their eugenics philosophy. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Right. And that's the point I make about how seemingly every choice they made, you know, oops, extra death. Right. Oops. You know, oops. wear the mask that increases your infection. Oops. You know, like every single thing they did increased your risk. It's kind of impossible to miss. Yep. 
Another I, potential safety. Oh, go ahead. I just interviewed uh, uh, Scott Shara. Are, are you familiar with him? Mm, I don't think so. They, he's in a lawsuit right now proving that they killed his daughter <sighs> um, during COVID uh, because she had Down syndrome. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And when she was actually first born, they didn't do any of the testing. Uh, They just, they didn't believe in doing that. Um, And when they, when she was born, they came in to tell, uh, tell him and his wife that they thought that their daughter might have Down syndrome. And the first thing they said to the parents was, do you still want to keep her? Oh my God. Yeah. That's incredible. Wow. I mean, the thing, the thing that blows my mind is that you, you saw this in Germany. You saw this in the UK, you know, on the surface, eugenics, you know, people like the UK was the worst as far as I could tell. People with dyslexia getting yeah. DNRs do not resuscitate. Like, there's no That's explainable. His daughter, do not there, resuscitate. Yep. There's just no explanation for that. Like, dyslexia is a is a a, a mental there's a, a lot learning of disability. To indicate that actually our uh, education system is causing dyslexia. Probably, mm, probably <laughs> would surprise me. <laughs> but I just think that's so disgusting. We can see all this, and you know. So your point is that it seems like in another way they were you know, doing exactly the opposite of what they say, you know, safety. It's the opposite. Another issue, another potential safety issue could derive from the presence of extracellular RNA during mRNA vaccination. All of these things have been called out by people like McCullough, Dr. Cole, and they get dismissed as fake news. Extracellular naked RNA has been shown to increase the permeability of tightly packed endothelial cells and may thus contribute to uh, oedema, which I looked up, it's just another weird illness. Another study showed that extracellular RNA promoted blood coagulation and pathological thrombosis formulation. But blood clots are fake stories, though, guys. It's not actually happening, you know? It's all right there. Safety will therefore need to continue continue to be evaluated as different mRNA models. And then we didn't do any of that. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to play this, but this was just a further example. This is from after they won the award. Mm -hmm. And this is a journalist, a Chinese journalist, asking, well, since we don't have any long-term data, does that, you know, are you have any concern there? And all of them answered exactly the same way mRNA is, is very transient. It goes away really quickly. Like all the same stuff today. And we, they, uh, we know, they know that's not true, but even crazier, they list off myocarditis as, you know, one of the small things. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was also a fake story 30 seconds ago. Wow. Unbelievable. And then Scott uh, found this before we started. Um, this is on scientific American. Oops. Let me get this highlight. So I don't lose it. Okay. And this is the title scientists behind mRNA vaccine vaccines win the Nobel prize. And the part that stood out was really interesting. It says the team found a way to modify mRNA, which is weird, seeming how they don't really want to talk about it. Again, even in this one they just discussed, they, invented them, they talk about mRNA, right? right? So they're still lying about it. Mm-hmm. But it says the, the uh, a way to modify mRNA to be less inflammatory, which is the exact opposite of what it's doing. Yeah. The modified RNA is hurting people in a thousand different ways. Sure. Replacing uridine. One of the building block molecules, you know, natural, with yeah. a similar molecule called pseudouridine. So it's exactly what we've been talking about. Yeah. They also developed a more efficient delivery system that used lipid nanoparticles. Well, that's not even true. That that Robert Langer and the, was the primary person I think deliver created the payload delivery system using lipid nanoparticles, yeah. and then Charles Lieber kind of added that a bit. Yeah. But this is just them seemingly just I, what Scott and I were saying beforehand. This seems like they're trying to redefine or rewrite the history of how this all happened. Yeah, yeah. you know, yep. like an accurate assessment. It's crazy, man. Yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, but here we are where they're winning prizes for things yep. that are still killing people. And yep. even Dr. F- F- Dr. F- Anthony Fauci <laughs> can write an article about how it didn't work mm-hmm. on cell.com and say, oh, yeah. well, yeah. we need to do better. We'll figure it out. And they're just marching forward. 
it's just that crazy, man. Well, there like, are a lot of Nobel Prizes for things that were totally fraudulent. Right. I mean, Watson and Crick didn't even deserve the prize for the DNA. Oh, right. Well, yeah, exactly. That's something we should do a show about. We should totally yeah. do a show on that. <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Do, are we are we ending in that? The only thing I was thinking was, uh, I mean, we could touch on it, but the, you know, McCarthy incident. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to. I mean, we, we we're about 20. I mean, we okay. don't have any set time, but we usually do about an hour. So it's sure. up to you if you want to get into it. But I, I, I quite frankly. Oh, yeah. Well, I, might take, I might dip out real quick. Get over right back. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll okay. 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 I mean, <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Oh, my God. So, so uh, I ultimately think it's important that, you know, we continue to question all of this stuff, including things that seem crazy. You know, that's yeah. why, like, it's a lesson in this to really even something that, you know, we, the same types of groups and people that continue to fr- fluctuate or fluctuate, but promote the pr- unprovable stories from some chat board, you know, something right. that may be true, but they continue to say things like, I, I just broke this down recently. It was first September 13th. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's coming. Oh, wait, no, it's September 23rd. Mm-hmm. Right. And all these things keep happening. The same groups. Remember they said on 23rd, they were going to execute the worldwide white hat coup and they were going to roll yeah. out all the good technologies. That was from the Q group. Right. Yeah. And it was directly from their breakdowns. Just be skeptical, but also don't dismiss it. And that goes mm-hmm. for anything we talk about, because I think any, otherwise you're going to get manipulated at some point. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's what I think is important. Yeah. But to any any ending thoughts for you well, guys? What I was going to say, out? I just uh, that that resource I was going to show you, like just put in the show notes. It's basically a list of a thousand peer reviewed studies that show that um, the 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 vaccine's killing people, and it's organized by category, like myocarditis, blah 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 blah. Wow. So it's a really good resource. I sent it to you in uh, Signal there. Okay. So. Okay. But otherwise, it's uh, it's just a good little resource. Awesome. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. Okay. Well, then, well, I mean, I don't know if we're doing like, like wrap ups here, you know. I'm no, well, I'll include it. I'll include okay. it. Well, okay. we should just talk about it next time. Yeah. I saw, I saw this actually shared, I think, by Meryl Nass. I think I forget mm-hmm. who shared that, but yeah, good. A lot of important. There's so much information coming out here, guys, yeah. that is, you know, it's, it's unbelievable and peer reviewed, which doesn't mean true. No, but yeah. it definitely means that really means consensus. Yeah. But yeah. it's the point is it means exactly what they were telling you in the beginning. We're supposed to blindly follow that. Right. They're no longer looking at, yes. which is hilarious yep. if it wasn't so terrifying, but there you go. well, cool. thank you for uh, tuning in yet again, guys. We'll see you soon. We got a lot more coming your way. So, you know, yep. question everything. And- Corey, where can they find you? At? Where they, find you at? <laughs> uh, they can find me in Turner.com. C O U R T E N A Y T U R ner.com and we are gearing up for the next uh, cause fest too so that's Ooh. something also we have we have a sponsor so we're going to be doing but it's not enough to do the big you know, those of you who remember the last one they were there it was 53 acts it was 26 hours of content all which can be watched at rebelsforcause.com this one is going to be a fundraiser so anybody who can attend and wants to help mm. support or wants to just email me i will give you a p.o box you can make a donation um, we are going to be doing, it looks like, uh, October 28th in, uh, South Florida. We're still working on the location for that, but that's going to be a fundraiser. So that hopefully we will do the next cause fest in November. Cool. 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 And then, uh, rebunk news is my other show. Uh, rebunk.news is the website. And then all of my projects, we got so much going on. Libertylinks.io forward slash rebunked. And then Ryan, where can they find you? At? You guys know where to find me. Oh. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show, guys. And great talk today. And I think that, uh, well, seeing as that's our show, you're always here. But uh, <laughs> I think that, the, again, question everything. Yes. Be very, very on guard because I think there's a lot of people out to deceive, both from the government, from the corporate media, and from everywhere else. So, Yeah. And I, I, I'll just add to that. I think that there's a, you know, while I think there are people who are very innocently deceived and are really seeking truth and trying to share valuable information with people. There's also a lot of people who are, 
I don't know how else to put it, but just grifters. Mm. And they're riding a wave. And the, the one thing, if we've learned anything from the past three years, is fear is a very profitable tool. Oh, yeah. So I just, you know, when somebody's really trying to amp you up, I, I'm not trying to say anybody's being intentionally nefarious, but I think it's just really kind of a good note to keep in the back of your head. If somebody's really trying to amp you up with a lot of fear, maybe take a step back and see you know, are they innocently doing this? Right. Are they being led? Are they being funded? And should I really be scared of this? I think that's the most important part of all yeah, of it. You don't really I, need to be this afraid. Right? I got one more thing too. I'm over here sitting. I'm just gotta get a, gotta give a big shout out to all the ad the admins in the chat, dude. You guys are just doing such great work. Like uh, Add a Baby, it's a boy. Katie Kane, uh, Eerie Fairy, and Orwell. I know she had to dip out, but you guys just watching what you guys do means so much for yeah, driving the show, man. You guys are awesome, and they ch- and they change every different pirate stream channel yeah. we use. So we'll yeah. be never do thank new you. ones next time. Thank but you, but thank you all for your support, guys. And as always, question everything. We'll see you next time.